I want to preach a message just for a few moments entitled The Journey of Faith. The Journey of Faith. Thank you. Um, Here's what you got to understand about faith. When you begin to hear Abram and you begin to hear about his transition even to Abraham, many of us, as we've heard about Abram, uh, Abraham, we have thought that he has been perfect in his walk and his journey. But we found out along the way, we found out that he had some error in him. Come on, talk to me. We found out that this man really obeyed God with partiality, and then he had to go back and fix it. That's what we've been studying in Genesis 12 and in 13, and we're, we're finding that out. And we found out that he didn't always obey God in the fullness Last week, we talked about that partial obedience is not going to get you your breakthrough. But your miracle is going to come when you move into full obedience. It's good to have the grace of God because the grace of God will move in even on our craziness. Say amen. That even when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're not operating how he told us to operate, he'll still give his grace and make it available to us to have one more chance. How many of you are grateful for the one more chance that God gave you? Y'all should have praised harder than that. Because some of us, we were some messed up individuals some of us still are just i mean as jacked up as can be but thank god that he gave you one more chance huh? one more chance to get it right i said you ought to praise harder than that one more chance to align your mouth one more chance to get yourself right in order somebody holler thank god for the one more chance so, so abram he was actually an expert in the one more chance uh and, and that's to be good news to all of us because then we recognize That faith is not an arrival point, but faith is a journey. Faith is a journey. And and, and its journey has heights and it has lows. And no one really teaches us like that oftentimes because we like to put out the picture of Christianity as if we have all had it all lined up. But the truth is we're just in here today because we are all just a bunch of jacked up people sitting in the church today proving that we need Jesus. None of us, including the man with the mic, has it together. We all are on a journey. It's not an arrival point. It's the journey of faith. Are you rocking with me today? Your journey may look different from my journey. My journey will definitely look different from yours, but we all have to embrace the journey of faith and we cannot down ourselves in moments of low areas or, or low moments in our faith. The key is that when your faith is low strengthen your faith did you hear what I said when your faith is low strengthen your faith this is not in my notes but I think it's worth worth saying right now what are one of the ways that you can strengthen your faith the Bible says that you can pray in the Holy Ghost you can pray in the Spirit I'm sorry if you're not with the Holy Ghost uh, uh, I don't know what to tell you uh, but here at this particular church we believe in the power of the Spirit and we believe that uh, that as an evidence of us being filled with the Spirit that God can give us a prayer language we don't believe that's the only evidence of being filled with the Spirit because if you pray in tongues but you have no joy then I'm confused and if you pray in tongues and you have no long suffering i got a problem because there's not only the gift of the spirit through tongues but there shall also be fruit on your tree look at your neighbor say appreciate your tongues but where's the fruit so there ought to be fruit in this thing and so but one of the faith building exercises you could have is praying in the holy ghost i love apostle paul who wrote the major portion of the new testament and as he began to write he said i pray in the spirit more than all of y'all jokers he said listen i'm learned i have money i have status i have all of these things but i still pray in the spirit which means the holy spirit and that means faith in god is not for the down and under only i can't hear nobody 
Uh, there's a mindset that's been said that if I'm going to follow God, I'm going to have faith in God, if I'm going to trust God, that faith is only for the poor. But I, our faith is only for the ignorant. But let me let you know something. I'm neither ignorant or poor. I am an educated black man who has money and I still pray in the Holy Ghost. It's important for you to understand that the praying in the Holy Ghost will strengthen your faith. Not only that, the Bible says faith comes by Somebody read the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as I study the word, but not only study the word, but as I confess the word and I decree the word and I say it again. And it's almost like the cow who spits out the cud and then swallows it back up and processes it again. I know it may not be a pretty picture, but that's how you got to work the word. You got to get that word, regurgitate that word, bring it back in, chew it again. You'll find out there's something you learned there that you didn't hear before look at somebody say choose some more baby and see, when you begin to take the word in, you know, you're preaching, sir. You're preaching. Thank you, sir. When you begin to take in the word, it will begin to fill your faith up. Not just, regurg- not just regurgitating the written word, but if you have a prophetic word over your life. Paul told Timothy, his spiritual son, I stand as a father in this kingdom today. And I say to many of you who are my spiritual sons and daughters, what Paul told his. He told Timothy, this is what I need you to do, sir. I need you to wage a good warfare with the prophetic words spoken over you. In essence, he was telling him, if you get a prophecy, don't just shelve it. Don't just put it on the shelf. Don't just wish upon a star and hope it comes to pass. But you got to get up in prayer and start decreeing that word again over yourself. You got to begin to say what God is saying over you, no matter what it looks like. Can you hear me in here today? I want to say it for those even in the Rosa Parks section today. I want you to understand that God wants you you to work the word faith is a journey let's look at the journey of faith in Abram's life so, so let's look at Genesis 16 1 are y'all rocking with me today Genesis 16 1 let's go there let's go there he had a Abram had a promise from God I'm gonna do some stuff for you uh, some stuff that literally seems impossible If your faith is not being stretched to the place of impossibility, your faith is in the wrong thing. If your faith is not being stretched to the realm of impossibility, your faith is in the wrong thing. When your faith is being stretched to a place where there's no way you could do it on your own or accomplish it. There's no way you could ever step into it on your own with your intellect, with your money and your influence. But that the only way that you can accomplish whatever this thing be is by the hand of God. Now you've stepped into the real realm of faith for your life. Some of us have been believing God for stuff that you don't need faith for. I can't hear you. You don't need faith to walk on a car lot and to use your credit to get a car people be online talk about look at my miracle look at your credit baby that's not that ain't no miracle I mean my god it's not a miracle that's the credit Hello, somebody. But if you went somewhere and decided you were going to buy 10 cars at a time that you could not afford because you wanted 10 cars so you could start giving it away to single mamas that didn't have a car. Sounds like real supernatural fake to me now because what you don't have the ability to do, God gave you a vision to do it. And he said, and I'll back you to do it. Hit your neighbor, say, what your faith, what your faith, what your faith. 
Genesis 16, 1. I'm about to run it. Now, Sarah. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him how many children? Not a child, my God. And she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar. Somebody say, hey, girl, hey. Hagar. I would never talk to a woman. That, I'm sorry. Oops. Because that could be somebody's name. I'm pulling back now. I'm sorry. My wife looked at me like, did you just say that? Moving on. So Sarai, I hope nobody named Hagar here. And I apologize deeply if I did offend you. So, sorry. So Sarai said to Abram, see now, God help me. The Lord has restrained me. From bearing children. Please. Look at this. Y'all don't read the Bible right. Come on, let's read this. Let's read this. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Please. Go into my maid. Excuse me. Y'all don't read it right. She said, hey, I'm giving you a fresh pair of thighs for you to hang out with for the night. Are y'all seeing this? I didn't make that up. She was on some other stuff. Are y'all seeing this? Sarah was on some other stuff. She said, I'm giving you an opportunity. You get a one-time pass. Y'all ain't reading it right. Go to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. In other words, God is taking too long. I'm going to create my own plan. He said he was going to give us children. He ain't doing much in my womb. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So what I got to do now, I'm going to offer up something else to you. And we're going to work a plan that didn't come from heaven. We want to get supernatural results by working our personal natural plans. Expecting God to breathe upon what he has not ordained. Y'all better say amen to me in here. And so, Abram's stupid. Are y'all reading this? That's why you got to marry the right one. I keep telling y'all. He in the same situation that Adam was in, listening to somebody who mine ain't right. Right? Because how many of you women know you have the ability to make your man, if you, if you, if you doing it right, and I'm not talking about it, the way you think I'm saying it. But if you have the right type of relationship, whatever man you're involved in, you can turn that man whatever way you want to turn him. I wish some ladies say, I know you're talking the truth about it. I, I, I know. proof in the scripture. Come on here. That's why we jacked up now because Adam was letting Eve turn her. Y'all ain't saying nothing to a way he shouldn't, you know. That's why, ladies, you got to use your influence wisely that you have with your man. And you should never turn your man away from the plan and the will of God for his life. Did you hear what I said? 
I said, did you hear what I said to you? Last, my, last week, my wife and I was talking about some decision I had to make. And I said, I kind of feel like I'm supposed to. She said, that's all you have to say. Because as soon as you tell me that you feel like you're supposed to do it, then I have nothing else to say about it. Are you understanding me? And that thing was so honorable to me, I went her direction. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because that thing, that thing blessed me. So I was like, girl, that's sexy. And Abram, I got like four points on either. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarah. Listen to this. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. He heeded, go back. He heeded the voice of Sarah, not the voice of God. So now we have to be careful what voices we're listening to. And any voice that pulls me away from the voice of God, married or not, spouse or not spouse or not any voice that will pull you from the call of God for your life is a serpentine spirit it has arrived again we might as well be right up in the garden I can't hear nobody and you might as well I don't care I don't care what it look like I don't care what it carries I don't care what kind of money it has I cannot be bought I can't hear nobody I cannot be purchased you are not going to pull me out of the will and the plan of God I'll say it again spouse or not next God, <laughs> here's my first point. This is number one. I know. We might have to use part two next week. Let's, let's see. Here's number one. God doesn't need your help. You need to obey. I know it's just simple. I know it's simple, but I want you to remember it. God doesn't need your help. You need to obey. God did not at all need for Sarai to come up with a cute idea. You know what? I know what we can do, God. I know what we can do. I know what we can do, God. I, I will give my maid servant to my husband. God's like, I didn't ask you for your idea, but I'm calling for your obedience. Oh, somebody say that's good to me. If we be honest, we get into situations where we believe God at first glance. When we first hear the word, we first receive the promise. It's easy to believe in that moment. Would you agree? Uh, when you first hear that promise, like, yes, he's, he's going to do it. I believe God. And then life happens. Can I preach real today? Then life happens. You know, I believe that God said I was going to be a multimillionaire. I, I believe. Like the Lord has given me many words through, through trusted prophets that I would be a millionaire. I am not <laughs> a millionaire yet. But here's the facts. Along the journey to my millions, it's been hard to believe because life at several different points has been so far away from anything like that that it's like, God, you, that must have, you must have been, it was the person standing next to me that the word was for, and the prophet was a little off, so he just, he hit me. She's like, I heard God say he was going to do this for me, but it's, the process is taking uh, a long time. It reminded me of, of Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23 is where it reminded me. Mark 9, verse 23. And in my study time, I went there, and, uh, and, I, and I like what it says. Mark chapter 9, verse number 23. It says this. It says, uh, Jesus said to him, 
if you can believe all things are possible, leave that right there, to him who what? So, so everything is, there's, the possibilities are endless if your belief system is in place. Now, I like the response of this man who was in need of a miracle. This is his response to the next verse. His response is, in verse 24, immediately the father of this child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. But I need you to help my unbelief. Leave that up. This is a journey of faith. At first glance, I believe. But then life happens, man. Things occur. I end up having conversations. Hello, Joseph. With people about what I saw and what I heard. And now I'm getting a little shaken in that thing. And I can't find nobody around me who's accomplished anything like what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And I I haven't seen anybody in the news looking like me that has that in their hand. And, And I haven't seen anybody in my bloodline who has ever obtained such a thing. And so now life has gotten in the way. And Lord, I believe, but I need you to help now my would you be real today in San Bernardino California and admit that you have been at some places and some of us are there now where it's like hey I, I, I believe but I need God to help the part of me that's struggling with this I believe that he would do it. I really do. I think, I think God can do anything. But then there's a part of me that begins to shake. And I just wanted to create a support group today. Y'all say nothing. I want to create a support group today. And, and, and I want to create this support group for those uh, who are on the journey of faith to be in a safe place today to admit that you have some areas of unbelief that's still there. Sometimes I have enough faith to start it, but I don't have enough faith to complete it. I wish somebody would walk with me, please. Work with me, please. Work with me, please. Sometimes I have enough faith. Sometimes I have enough faith to begin it, but it's, it's, it's in the middle part where I begin to struggle if it's going to come to pass. I, ooh, I bought the house, but now I'm struggling with the faith to pay the cost. Now it's no I, I, I need God to help me with my faith. And I feel the anointing today to begin to help you be strengthened in the area of your faith. I feel like prophesying what was impossible in one season is about to become possible for you right now. Some of you don't like the churchy sound of that. So let me calm down. What was possible for you in a past season, God's going to make it possible for you in this one. Be seated, please. You're going to get something supernatural. Beyond your reach, I feel that something's getting ready to happen for you. I'm about to run. And I know some of you, you're so skeptical. I hear you skeptics in here. I hear you. You're so skeptical. You're like, this is just a hype session today. And I'm telling you today, it's not at all a hype session. We sober. Somebody say, I ain't drunk. I'm sober. Look at somebody say, I ain't drunk. I'm sober. And I told you before, I'll tell you again. My sobriety is in the word of God. And what I found out is that our carnal mind is at enmity with God. And what that means is those that's caught up in their flesh can't see it. God's way but I feel that as I'm in this place today and I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that have faith my faith is being strengthened to another level I'm about to come out of here and start that business I'm about to come out of here and change my family life I'm about to come out of here and go to the next place I will not stay at the same place I've been before but I'm about to go to a whole nother level I'm about to go to a place that I've never 
never been before. This is my day for my breakthrough, and I will not be denied. Be seated, please. Lord, I believe. Oh, this is my dark session on the camera. Sorry. Now I believe. Lord, I believe. Help now my unbelief. That's just point one. And I have eight minutes, so we're going to do part two next week. Here, Genesis 17. Verse 1. Genesis 17, verse 1. I love this. When Abram was 99. Don't you love the way God put this together? You know, 99. Not 45. Not even 50. Not 80. 99. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said something to him. Now, this is what I need you to get. Notice the friendship that God keeps releasing to Abram. That even when they're trying to come up with other ideas, trying to come up with plans, he keeps appearing to him. Oh, that blesses me. He keeps appearing to him. Why is that good news? Because that shows me that even if I have moments where my unbelief is trying to show up and my belief is low, God doesn't reject me. He keeps showing up. Oh, that's for some of you that feel like you failed God. That's for some of you that feel like just because it's creeped in for a moment and you didn't believe like you believed on yesterday and you thought that God was sick of you and he had thrown you away. But the Lord told me to tell you right here on the corner of 19th D, I'm appearing again and I'll appear 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 again. The Lord told me to tell you, you're my friend. Abram was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between. First of all, can you, because you notice the prerequisite of, there was a prerequisite. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless and I will. Some of what you're not seeing fulfilled in your life is because you have not laid hold of the prerequisites. It's not just because you love God that he's going to do this. God's like, if I'm going to make covenant with you, you have a part two. I said something there. If I'm going to make covenant with you, you have a part two. And see, people have been used to these one-sided relationships. I'm personally sick of it. And I'm not going to bit my, all my energy and time to somebody that's not going to give me no energy and time. I can't hear you. I say, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people who want to use up your energy, use your time, but they are nowhere to be fine when you're in the hard place that you're at. Can I, I ain't hear nobody. And y'all don't like the way that sounds, but, but I'm going to tell you, you got to make a decision that you are going to invest your time in the right places and with the right people. And if you're going to act a fool and when I need you, I can't find you and I can't get nothing. Hello, somebody. God said, hey, if I'm going to do something, you about to do something. That's what he said. And I know some of you say, well, that sounds like works. No, it doesn't. God's saying, I'm putting a demand upon you. 
Okay. So he said, I will make covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. Oh, that, that part right there just stayed there for a good 30 minutes. He said, and he talked with him, and he talked with him, and he talked with him. Oh, God doesn't mind a good conversation with you. Please don't listen to these idiots that make you feel like God is in a throne just telling you, do this, do that, go here, go there. Don't ask me nothing. Don't say nothing to me. God's like, I love a good conversation. Oh, he said, I love to talk to my friends. It's y'all that just like the text. If God was, a, if Jesus was on the earth right now, he'll throw y'all phones. He is, I, I believe that without a shadow of doubt, God would, Jesus would burn these phones if he was on the earth today. I believe that without a shadow of doubt, because Jesus, when he was walking the earth, he didn't mind the conversations. Moving on. Verse 4, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you should be the father of many nations. No longer shall you show your name be called Abram. But your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Um, There is a shift that occurs. That I'm working something now in your identity. I'm I'm working something in your identity. Everybody has called you something before that wasn't really your destiny. And for for every Christian, there's a point in your history where there's a line in the sand and God changes your name. What they called you before... Now you'll be called something else that lines up with what I called you from the beginning. So it doesn't matter what the circle around you is saying. God's saying, I'm renaming you. Ooh. But then I got to be careful because I can't let people call me what I used to be. Uh-oh. You've got to now align with the decree of God over my life. And the way that folks try to act is they love to remind you of how you used to act and what you used to do. And you think you something now. You think you better than me because you're over there at that church. I just might think I'm better than you because I might just be better than you. I know y'all don't like that kind of talk. I'm not going to let anybody look at me that you think I'm better than you. I don't know. I'm comparing lives. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe. You're disobedient. I'm obedient. I don't know. My lifestyle just may be in a better status. I don't know. They used to call you Abram. They used to call you Pookie. They used to call you whatever they used to call you. But now you got to align your tongue with the heavens now. And you got to call me what God calls me now. You got to say what he says about me now. You got to decree what he decrees about me now. And I'm not going to allow anybody around me to call me nothing less than what God called me. You can't call me what I used to be. I used to be a ho-ho-ho, can't hear you. But you're not going to call me that anymore. You're going to call me what God called me now. I'm a child of God. I'm a servant of the king. And you're not going to hold me to my past. But I need some people around me that's going to call me what he calls me. 
and that are willing to pull me into my destiny. Look at your neighbor and say, what does he say about you? What does he say about you? Point number two. God wants you to see what he sees in you. God wants you to see what he sees in you. He sees something beyond what your eyes have allowed you to see. I got to say this. 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 Some, some, of you, some of your biggest critic is not... It's not the man. You know how y'all like to do in urban communities. It's the man. It's not the man. It's not President Trump. He don't know you. He's not doing anything to you personally. You'll be like, I can't stand. I can't stand Trump. Trump doesn't even, he's not even thinking about you. And it's not President Trump. It's not your boss. It's not your mama. The person that's your worst critic You, you, God says, I need you to see what I see in you. So in order to do that, you got to come close to my voice and you got to hear what I say about you. In a world that wants to frame your identity for you. Some of us, we're not trying to work out because we want to be healthy. We're trying to work out to fit a frame. You in here, I see you. We're not working out because I just want to live the best life God ordained me to live. You're working out because you scrolled and saw somebody who had about 10 surgeries, stuff added in the back, stuff lifted at the top, and then you want to say, that's what I want to be. A frame has been created. And you're running into the picture of a frame. But what if you got your identity from a voice? What if you found what your name should be from the voice of your father in heaven? Who says what it is. And I have nothing against surgery. Get all the surgery you want. All I'm talking about today is frames. That you end up having where you start getting into the place where you start looking at everything else to try to find out who you are. Play something softly, please. You can't even look at your mama to find out who you are. You can't look at your daddy to find out who you are. Because even the journey of faith that God intended for your loved ones is different for you. That's why this intimate moment that God has created for you says, hey, hey, listen, I want to shift some things with your identity. There's a question for you to ponder on. What's the driving force behind what I do in my life? What's the driving force? Is it to please God or is it to be popular? 
Is it to fit the mold in our culture? Or is it to be at the point of agreement with God? What's your motives? I hear you, Father. What's the motive behind your actions? It's silent like this right now because it's hitting you. What's the motives? What's the motives? What's the motives? What's the motives? What's the motives behind your actions on a daily basis? Why do you do it? Some of the biggest questions out there is that we start evaluating the scripture to find out what is a sin and what isn't a sin. And sometimes I never go on that trip with people. I'll go on the trip with them and ask them this question. Why do you want to get it? You see, the question isn't whether it's a sin or isn't a sin. We got to deal with what is the driving force behind you? What is driving you? What drove your Savior was the Spirit of God. Jesus was driven into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. I need you to catch this. Just shift it. He was driven into a dry place by the Spirit of God. Satan didn't bring him to the desert. Satan didn't bring him to the desert. God drove him there. Satan didn't bring him to the isolated place. God drove him there. Who's driving the ship of your life? It's the motives behind it. The question isn't, is tattoos, getting tattoos is a sin or not? The question is, why would you want that on your body? Whatever it is. I'm not, and no problem with tats. If you were to, if my short, short shirt on, you would see I have several. My point is, what's behind it? Why do you want that? Because could it be that there's a dysfunctionality that's driving you to be there? Some of us, we don't want more money because we just want to be able to take care of our family needs. We want more money to fit a status. We don't, we, we don't, we don't, want, we don't want to have a, a nice house that can just fit our family. I need you to get this today. But American culture is driving us. To get to a place that doesn't connect with what God is saying about us, but it's fitting the frame. But I believe the presence of the Lord is coming into this place right now to break the ideologies and to break the frames that's hitting us here. That's heading over your head. Lift your hands. Father, let the wind of God blow through this room. He is allowing for there to be things that are broken off of you. And he said, I don't want to know what your husband says about you. I don't want to know what your wife says about you. I don't want to know what your family land says about you. But the Lord says, I'm calling you into what I say about you. There is a driving force now that God says, let me take control of the ship. He said, I want to drive with your post. I can't hear you, church. I said, he wants to even drive your social media. I said, he wants to drive your motives even in that. He wants to drive where you work. He wants to drive where you go. He wants to be the driving force. And I heard the word of the Lord say, those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And I hear the Lord saying today, I'm placing my hand upon my children and I'm breaking the molds that are around them. If I were you, I would lift my hands right now and I would begin to cry out to God. Oh, cry out to him right now. 
Ask him to break the molds you put yourself in. Ask him to break the molds that you put yourself in. I cancel the assignment of American culture off of you. You will not follow the culture of this nation. You will not follow the culture of Instagram. You will not follow the culture of social media. But you will follow the culture of God. I break off of you in the name of Jesus. These attacks that have been against your mind. Where you have been trying to fit something. You think you got to shift all of these things in order to even find a spouse. There are some of you in here today. You've been trying to fit a mold to find a spouse. But the Lord said if you would just align with what I called your name. You'll go to the next level. I need about 150 people to lift your hands now. And worship the Lord and ask him to break the mold. Decree that I, I, am. I am who you say I am. Father, I thank you now. Every single mold over the people of God's eyes, lives, they've been trying to fit. We just break that and we cancel it right now in the name of Jesus and I decree freedom I decree freedom right now I decree freedom there are people all over this building that are receiving intense freedom right now but the Lord is beginning to show you the picture oh my and that he has for your life we align ourselves father with what you've called us to be what you've called us to be what you've called us to be what you've called who you've called us to be And we thank you, Lord God, that on this journey of faith, we will arise, Father, to the fulfillment of what you've designed for us to be. If you believe that, I want you to give God the biggest shout of praise that you can. I said, give him a shout. Whoa. There's something on that shout. Give him a shout. Give him a shout. I said the mold is broken. I said the mold is broken. I said the mold is broken. And he's changing your name. And he's changing your name. And he's changing your name. You'll no longer be Abram. But you're Abraham. A father of many nations. Hallelujah.
Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, prophecy comes to edify, that means build you up. It comes to comfort, that means help you through hard seasons. It comes to exhort, that means to push you into the place God has designed for you to be. We believe in all nations, San Bernardino, that prophecy is real. God still speaks. Everybody say, God still speaks. God spoke through angels and he spoke through prophets and he's still speaking through them today and the Lord is going to move in these next few moments with a very strong movement of answers that's going to hit this room and it's not just going to come through the word of a prophet but it's going to come on the wings of angels I wonder if anybody believes that today there's going to be answers that's released in this place you didn't just walk in a church you walked into a place where heaven resides you walked into a place the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is is in heaven i need about a hundred worshipers to lift your hands and just go to worshiping him for a moment oh my god if you're filled with the spirit the evidence of tongues don't be afraid come on pray in the holy ghost if not just pray in your understanding but whatever you do come on pray i feel a major shift about to hit this room there's a major shift about to hit this room there's a kairos moment there's a kingdom moment about to hit this room come on and pray for a moment oh my god divine encounters let it be released divine encounters let them be released divine encounters let them be released divine encounters let them be released 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 divine encounters let them be released 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 whatever you desire we want it whatever you desire you want it whatever whatever you desire we want it whatever oh whatever you desire we want it 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 